Chapter 7 of The Radio Boys on the Mexican Border by Gerald Breckenridge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 Kidnapped. Not a trace, Bob. I don't know what to make of this. Nor I, Frank. A fellow wouldn't believe that right here near New York, in the most densely populated part of the East, that two men could steal an airplane and escape without a trace. Oh, I don't know, Bob. You remember last winter when that aviator from the upper end of Long Island was last seen flying across the south toward the Connecticut shore and was never seen or heard of again. But, Frank, here forty-eight hours have passed. Here we are, Tuesday morning. Dad has wired every city, town, and hamlet in the East. Not a sign of the machine, nor of the men. It was, in truth, Tuesday morning, the morning when, everything going as planned, they should have been setting out on their flight to the Hampton camp in New Mexico. Instead, the boys were moodily pecking at breakfast, the airplane had disappeared, and the trip seemed more and more remote. To add to their worries, they had been unable to reopen communication with their chum, Jack Hampton, by radiophone since that first and only time the previous Saturday afternoon. All their efforts to call him met with no response. The day before, moreover, a telegram had been sent Mr. Hampton by Bob Temple's father, informing him, in code, of recent mysterious occurrences, including the theft of the airplane, telling him the boys had tried to call Jack by radiophone, but without response from his powerful New Mexico station, and asking whether all was well with him. No answer had yet been received. "'Mr. Robert,' said Mary, the maid, entering the breakfast-room as the two boys sat in moody silence, "'your father wants you and Mr. Frank in the library.' The boys hurried to the library at once, where they found Mr. Temple, very grave of face, bent above a lengthy telegram which he had just finished decoding. "'It's from Jack,' he said, "'and the poor fellow is in a lot of trouble. Listen,' he read. "'Dear friends, father has been kidnapped. Two men in airplane carried him away into old Mexico. Since getting your telegram a few minutes ago, realize it may have been your airplane.' wasn't there and didn't see it but description of machine given by cowboy on the range who saw it all tallies with description of your machine mr temple paused for breath and frank who had been computing mentally interrupted our plane could do it all right he said that is if when did this happen monday noon or a little later said mr temple well they stole it sometime saturday night said frank yes they wouldn't have had to make more than eighty miles an hour steady flying to do it but where did they get the petrol why bob reminded him we had her stocked with oil and gas and the spare tanks filled too that wasn't impossible mr temple resumed haven't answered your radiophone calls because didn't get them have been so busy running around in circles haven't had time to watch the telephone but if you call me when you get this shall be on watch father was kidnapped monday noon no word from him need your help he certainly does said mr temple emphatically as he concluded reading and he'll get it too come on boys let's call him up evidently jack was on the watch for their signal for he answered at once and as soon as each had tuned into their private eighteen hundred meter wavelength the temples and frank were given the full details as to the kidnapping of mr hampton he had been riding horseback across the range miles from any oil derricks or pumping stations on his way to visit one of the independent oil operators a lonesome cowboy hunting a stray was the only other human being in sight and he was a half a mile away suddenly out of the sky swooped an all-metal airplane glistening in the sun it made a beautiful landing on the sandy soil bumped along over a few clumps of mesquite and came to rest close beside mr hampton 
The latter jumped from his horse and started running toward it. Evidently, Jack thought, his father believed the Temples and Frank had unexpectedly arrived. Then the watching cowboy saw two men leap from the airplane and start for Mr. Hampton, who turned as if to run. Thereupon, one of the two pointed a revolver at him, and he turned perforce and surrendered. He was put into the plane, the two men again climbed aboard, and the machine soared up into the sky before the astonished cowboy could more than set his horse into motion. All this Jack explained and then asked, Mr. Temple, what would you advise me to do? Does anyone else know of this? Only the cowboy who saw it and I, said Jack. This cowboy knew father by sight and came direct to me with the information. I've made him promise not to tell anybody until he hears from me. That's right, Jack, said Mr. Temple very earnestly. This information must not get out. I believe, Jack, your father will be safe from harm, and that the men who seized him are intent on embroiling Mexico and the United States. Now we don't want any more wars, Jack, and we must try to get your father back without the aid of troops. Yes, sir, said Jack. Father and I have suspected what the game was, and that was why I told the cowboy to say nothing. Good, said Mr. Temple approvingly. Now, Jack, that the mystery of the airplane's disappearance has been cleared up, we are ready to leave at once. We can get out of the city on the six o'clock train tonight. Look for us Friday. I'll say good-bye until then, and let the boys speak to you, for I know they are dying to do so. While the boys and Jack conversed, Mr. Temple sought out his wife. After explaining the necessity for his abrupt departure with the boys for New Mexico, he said, I should worry if I thought you would be subjected to the annoyance while we were away. But I believe there will be no more trouble here, and with the servants in the house and the guests you have invited, you may feel perfectly safe. Oh, Dad, I think you're awfully mean not to take me along, pouted Della, who was present. Why, lassie, said her father, with a bunch of harem-scarum boys to look after, my hands will be full enough. Yes, you think they're just boys, flashed his young daughter, but you wait and see. They'll be taking care of you. You just wait and see. Frank is awfully clever. Frank, said Mr. Temple teasingly with a meaning look. Della flushed and made an excuse to leave the room a moment later. I wish, George, that you wouldn't tease her about Frank, said Mrs. Temple. She's such a child. Yes, said Mr. Temple thoughtfully. I suppose so. But, he added, I'm glad she likes Frank. End of chapter 7